you just we just lost some of the men's attention just now. If you look behind you, you'll see we. Oh wow. <laughs> you, I mean, you may have to repeat. I'm, just I, I'm not thinking very good anyway. I'm not making any sense. I know. <laughs> but men, this doesn't interest my wife at all. She looks at that. And she goes, "You and your, you and your toys." Yeah. I'm just messing with you. No, you're I know, good. They heard it. They heard it. But if you saw some eyes looking behind you. I'm sure. All right, all the kids that are going to be going downstairs, if you'd stand at this time, and you can go downstairs. You can be dismissed to go to class. Look downstairs. at all the kids. Oh, thank you. Can't lots and lots of kids. Give these kids a hand. Let's give these kids a hand. Yes. Thank you, Sunday school teachers. Thank you, leaders. For some reason, they're smiling as they go to class. I guess they're liking what they're getting down there. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Thank you so much, babe, for uh, the announcements and giving us some direction. I, I wanted to say it one more time because I, I know some of y'all could have been talking or leaning over and into your neighbor and just saying, hey, good to see you or whatever. VIP luncheon this, this morning right after church. If you've been to church recently, Here's, here's how you know if you need to go to that. You've never been to it. You've never been to it. You've been coming to church here for four months, and you missed the last one. You're invited today. You are invited. These are for, uh, it's for the people that are coming to Covenant Church that are new to Covenant Church. If you missed the last one, come to this one. If it's your first Sunday here, congratulations. You hit a home run. All right? We like that. <laughs> Show up to the first service. Somebody feeds you. Go home, take you a good nap, come back tonight. Tonight we have prayer at 6 o'clock. We would invite everyone to be here tonight at 6 o'clock. It's a great time uh, of worship. We play music. There's not any live music. We play music through the sound system, and that gives our praise team a chance to raise their hands and worship. And just we, It allows myself and my wife and all of our team and volunteers and workers, it gives us a great chance to be able to not worry about work in the church but just worship only to the name of God our heavenly father the name of Jesus a mighty powerful name and that communion that you get to have so if you work in the church if you're a volunteer your worker you're a servant leader we highly encourage you to be here tonight at six o'clock and it's not just for our servant leaders it is for everyone involved so look at your neighbor say it's for you yep it's for you all right, one other thing that I'll mention real quick and then we're going to get right into the Word of God is we are so blessed to have a great men's retreat. Men, if you were involved in that, let's the men that were involved in that, why don't we just clap and say we're grateful for that. All right. Had 21 men go and we went down to uh, Houston and we, were, we stayed Friday night and had some great speakers and really it was amazing how everything culminated together to give us a good shot in the arm of the Word of God and His presence and power. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, everybody here today, you are a part of a church of men that love God. These, are, this, these pews are not full of men who are just here to make their wives happy so that their wives will get off their back and say, stop inviting me to church. No, you are surrounded by men who literally love God and want more of God. And, they, and the reason why is because they've seen some great, great results. 
Our model here at Covenant Church is continually better. And you'll see it on our vans outside, continually better. A church full of comeback stories. If you're a comeback story, give somebody some faith and hope today. Raise your hand and say, I'm a comeback story. If you're a comeback story, come on. It's almost everybody in here. And if you're in the process of your story and you need a good comeback, just know that you're surrounded by people that you can be a part of a comeback story. And God is wanting. He is just ready. He's so ready to just bring you back to newness of life. Newness of life. When we say that, do we realize what it means? A new life. A new walk. I need a new walk. I want a new walk. I'm tired of the old walk. I'm tired of the old me. And I need something new. Let me tell you something that's so, so key when you get involved in a church is not just attending and going and doing church. Let me tell you one other thing. It's Tuesday nights around here at Covenant Church. It's growing and growing and growing. We started with three people in a portable building. And now the entire church, this is a split-level church. So if you walked in here today and you don't really realize how this church is built, there's a whole area downstairs, lots of classrooms. Lots of area to learn. There's a life center that's over on the side. There's people in there teaching and there's classes going on in there. On Tuesday night, believe it or not, this entire place is full. There's a class going on in the sanctuary. There's classes in the back, every room downstairs. And we call that our Tuesday night help night. Jason, can you get me a bottle of water or somebody? I'll explain that in a minute. So um, it's our Tuesday night help night. And that stands for hope, elevate, learn, and prosper. Too many classes to name. If you're new here today and you got a gift bag, look in that gift bag, you'll see a card that tells you all of the classes and probably two or three more that have been added that aren't even on the cards yet. But you will find what you need. We meet at 6 o'clock. There's a great meal that's served every time. Most of the time, we don't cook on Tuesday nights. We come up here and we eat up here at the church on Tuesday nights. It's a great meal. It's not going to be just some chip and dip. You're going to get a meal. You're going to get full, not only in your... Spirit or your physical, but your spiritual. Can I get an amen on that? DC, thank you so much for your help today. Can we give our praise team, thank you so much, Pastor. Can we give our praise team a great hand for what, all of the great music and singing? You know, many times on a Saturday night, I stay up very, very late. And some of it is my own doing, uh, but a lot of it is... I'll meditate and read on the Word of God, and so many times, I couldn't tell you how many times in the last three years of pastoring and preaching, and first of all, let me just pause right here and say, I want to thank my church family, all of you guys, for allowing us to learn how to pastor and, and putting up with me learning how to preach, and it just it doesn't just come natural. Some of you may say, oh, I feel like it's been great since the very beginning. You have no idea... The times that I'm sitting right there and my hands are sweating and I'm nervous and my back is tight and I walk up here and I go, oh, Lord, I just don't even know, Lord. One more time, Lord, if you could just make it happen, God. I want to just thank my family here for allowing us to learn and prosper and be continually better. So many times I'm up late at night and uh, I've got, oh, this is exactly how it's, this is how it's going. And it's like, no. Trash can, trash can, fold up, tear up, and it begins to, and I'm looking at my watch, and I'm like, gracious, gracious, gracious. Uh, Lord, anytime you're ready, I'm ready. Lord, I was ready four hours ago. Lord, I, I was ready yet, like, earlier this week when I was studying and reading your word. I'm ready, Lord. 
Let's put, can, Lord, can we go ahead and get that down on some paper so I can just relax? Can we just, Lord, help me? And sometimes that carries on and carries on, and then sometimes I'm up late. And so this morning I, I had coffee and had some coffee and a little more coffee, and then I, I went to the store and got me an energy drink, but I saw a new energy drink there. I like the Reigns. I like those, R-E-I-G-N, and Rain has another one, a little smaller. It says clean energy. Well, whatever the clean was in this energy, it made my mouth feel like I had chewed on uh, dried cinnamon and cotton balls. So if, you, uh, if it sounds like some of the words stick together, um, they, they are. So uh, I think they call that cotton mouth or something. But it's, hey, it's, you know, it's okay. You know, I love a challenge. It's okay. Last week, uh, I, got, I got sick, okay? And uh, my wife was really worried about me. It was one of those night time we don't get gross here but middle of the night you have things happen and uh you know you know it's just it's it's unpleasant and it's uh and you know what i'm talking about is like you know you're right here you know just and it was that type of unpleasant right here you know just there you know and and she felt so sorry for me she goes can i do anything i feel so sorry for you and look i'm a man i'm just i said look i'm fine don't worry about me. I, I, let, I made it happen. I, went, I'm, I go in there, I'm like, let's go. I'm tired of feeling bad. There's probably a message in that. You know, you come to church, you're like, you know what? I am sick of what I've been feeling this whole entire past year. I'm ready to just like, basically like puke it out and just like, Lord, just let's get it all out. I'm ready, just get it all out. Woo, I want to feel better. So she's saying, oh God, I hope you feel better. I hope you feel better. And I said, babe, don't even worry. I said, I, I did it to myself. I literally, I'm ready to feel better. It's okay. And uh, don't worry about me. I'm going to be fine. And just smiling. And she's like, how do you, I don't understand how you do that. I don't understand how you just can just do that. And then, I, of course, I joke all the time. If you know me and if you know our house, if you've been around us, if you've been in this church any time at all and you've been in a sermon, sometimes something comes out funny. I don't plan it. It's not in these notes. But you know what? It's just me. I'm real, and you're going to get to know the real me. You're going to get to know how I had real problems and uh, didn't really know God. But I would tell you that I did. But then God worked in my heart. He changed my life because I was tore up from the floor up. And then he changed me and rearranged me, raised me up to newness of life. I got a great testimony. I, I got a great testimony. Praise God for a testimony. And just have some faith and hope for yourself that you're going to have a testimony as well. So I, I told her, I said, look. It's okay. It's okay. I said, look, um, everybody needs a good unpleasant night every once in a while. It'll just make you tough. That's the comments that I make to her. I'm like, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. I like it. It makes me tough. I like it. Nobody wants to be tough today. I know that we're, <laughs> we've got some sickness that's going through our church, and we've got several that are out today. Those, I want to welcome those that are watching online. We've got several that are sick today. Uh, everybody, if, you could, if you're kind of right through here, just turn around way behind you. There's a camera there, and they're watching, and they wish that they could be here, but they cannot be here today. So we welcome those that are watching online. I got a text just a second ago from the uh, team up there, and they said somebody new watching from U Uganda. So welcome from Uganda. We're glad to have you today. 
And uh, Asher and your family watching overseas, it's about 10 o'clock at night there, 10, 11. I know I don't get the times right, but it's, it's, it's nighttime. They're, watch, they're having nighttime church. So uh, just know that we've got people watching all over. Uh, Art and Rhonda, I haven't mentioned their names in a long time. They watch up there in uh, the northeast. What state are they in? Vermont. They watch us on a regular basis. And those, those of you who watch uh, online and you're away from us, we feel like you're a part of us. I know it's, you're like, well, I, know, I don't feel like I'm a part. You, you are. You are part of a family. Prayer knows no boundaries. Prayer knows no distance. When you have a need, if you're watching online, when you have a need, put your prayer request online. Put it on there. I see it when I go back and watch sermons sometimes. When I'm looking at the comments, somebody says, pray for me, I'm sick. And immediately, people in our congregation who are online and see these little uh, notifications and get them, they'll answer back sometimes in service, say, I wish we miss you, we're praying for you, we'll see you next Sunday. So let that be known. We can't help you, we can't pray for you if you don't let us know. So if you don't see somebody here today, check on them. Check on them. All right, let's join together and let's pray in the name of Jesus. Father, we are so grateful for your, for your many blessings. We thank you, Lord, for this wonderful church body and family. We thank you, Lord, for your kingdom and how your kingdom is made manifest on earth here in this sanctuary, in this community, Lord, for this time, for such a time as this, Lord. There is a need. There is a hurt. There are addictions. There are chains that need to be broken in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, that your presence is in this place. Lord, we call upon you today. We ask, Lord, that your glory would fall in this place, that your presence would continue to abide in this place. We worship you today. We love you, God. We are grateful for you. And it's all glory to God. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I get an all glory to God? If you have your Bibles today, and if you don't, do not worry one bit, because we are going to put it on these little side screens, and we're going to turn to Joshua chapter 8. Verses 1 through 2. And uh, I'm going to read a little bit of Joshua at the beginning there. And then I'm going to skip a little bit further into the chapter. Let me explain what was going on behind me here and what you're seeing here. If you're first time here at Covenant Church, I can imagine there are thoughts in your mind of uh, things going on here. <clears throat> I knew, see, they're, they're saying things like this. <clears throat> There's no way that everybody can get it out, out of that back exit, and it's, it's a trap. <laughs> it's going to be fish in a barrel, turkey shoot, whatever you want to say. Uh, that's, I, as I, uh, I asked for this to be brought up here today, this is my, these are some of my stuff, things. These are some of my toys. And um, I, as I asked for it to be brought up here today, I asked Jeremy in, in the... Uh, Jason, who helped here, I said, I've already done it. Gun safety is priority. I said, but if you don't mind, in front of everybody, let everybody see. Empty, empty, empty. And just so you'll know, there's been at least three checks on that. And so uh, just wanted to let everybody know to put you at ease. I said, the, wh while you're doing that, Jeremy, I said, the women won't even know what you're doing. A lot of, a lot of ladies, oh, man, that is so, I, let me just retract that statement. I retract that statement. I am in East Texas. Yes, and I just got, I hear some ladies like, yeah, we, ladies, I'm, I apologize. And I, I heard already, like, we forgive you. Don't do it again. 
Because there's a, I guarantee you there's probably at least one lady here today who has uh, probably something in their purse. <laughs> and they're like, mm-mm, you're forgiven. <laughs> I'll just say this. There are probably those here today that didn't know what he was doing up there, moving things around, looking and clicking and checking, and they're like, oh, he's playing with the toy. No, he was checking to make sure that there was nothing in it and it's safe. And we're going to get to this in a minute. This is going to serve a, a good point today. But I want to read today in Joshua chapter 8, first verses 1 through 2. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Take the whole army with you and go up and attack Ai. For I have delivered into your hands the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. You shall do to Ai and its kings as you did to Jericho. Praise God for Jericho and the victory there. And its king, except that you may carry off their plunder and livestock for yourselves. Set an ambush behind the city. Look at your neighbor and just, let's just say this together. Ambush. An ambush. Let's skip now over same chapter, verses 14 through 19. When the king of Ai saw this, he and all the men of the city hurried out early in the morning to meet Israel in battle at a certain place overlooking the Arabah. But he did not know that an ambush had been set against him behind the city. Joshua and all Israel let themselves be driven, let themselves be driven back before them, and they fled toward the desert. Verse 16, all the men of Ai were called to pursue them. And they pursued Joshua and were lured away from the city. Not a man remained in Ai or Bethel who did not go after Israel. They left the city open and went in pursuit of Israel. Verse 18, Then the Lord said to Joshua, Hold out toward Ai the javelin that is in your hand, for into your hand I will deliver the city. So Joshua held out his javelin toward Ai. I remember a story, seems like before that, where there was a staff and a rod. And it's just something about, the was it in the staff? Was it, was it in the rod? Was it in the javelin? Or was it in the obedience? Was it in the obedience? Be careful that you're obedient to God. As soon as he did this, the men in the ambush rose quickly from their position and rushed forward. They entered the city and captured it and quickly set it on fire. What a story of victory. What a story of following the direction of God. And we know, and it just mentioned it here in the Word of God about Jericho, and we know that the, the walls of Jericho fell, but that is only because of the following the specific, specific direction of God. It makes a difference when God says, do this, that we don't say, appreciate you, God, but I'm going to do that. I think there was a song now, it's kind of coming to my mind. You can deal with this, or you can deal with that. Listen, let me just tell you what kind of preacher I am. I might make a reference to my past life. I might mention a song. I might mention a movie. You know what I, God has blessed me with the ability to do? I can relate. I will relate to you. And you're going to say, ha ha, that's funny. You know what? I remember that. Yeah, ha ha, that, uh, I was like that. 
But then what I want to relate to you now is, I'm not like that anymore. Now I want to relate to you that there is something better and that you can have a past. Anybody got a past in here? Oh, just a little show of hands. Yeah, yeah, okay. Anybody got a past that you're not proud of? Yeah. I mentioned this at the men's conference, and I said, we had a, a, a board behind us, and, or we had a, 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 something that looked like a board. I said, we all would love to walk up to the whiteboard and get the dry erase marker and erase it. But you know, there's times when you've, you've had something that's been on the dry erase board for a little too long, and, and, you, and you go to erase it, and it's just like, okay, I guess somebody used permanent marker on here. I guess I got a permanent stain on my life forever. I guess I got a sin that I committed. I guess I get a hurt. I did something to my family, and this, I'm, I can't get this off. This is just, I'm stuck. Okay, all right, well, I'm not ever going to church. I'm not ever going to live for God ever again in the rest of my life because I got a permanent stain. I got a permanent failure on me. I got a label on me. No, I just go to the whiteboard with some alcohol spray, and I say, okay, that's okay. I'll get, I'm going to get that off. I'm going to get that stain off. I'm going to get that writing. I'm going to get what was written down about me. I'm going to erase that. I'm going to get, I'm going to have a reset. Amen. And the only thing that can do it is this right here. Amen. In the presence of God, His presence. We spoke at the men's conference and we talked about the atmosphere. We, atmosphere and plants and the growth and the things that are growing, they got to have the right atmosphere. And the atmosphere, we made a, a correlation there to the presence of God. You need the right, you need to be in the right atmosphere. You need to be in the presence of God. Go get somebody's notes from the men's conference. That's another message. Joshua was successful because he followed God's plan. We remember the specific instructions at the battle of Jericho. Today, my title that I want to talk about today and the, the, the topic that I want to mention today is how to outwit the enemy. Outwit the enemy. Whether you know or whether you even believe it at all, the devil is after you personally. Many of us believe that there is a heaven and there is a hell. And we believe in angels. We love to believe in angels. We love to believe in the Spirit of God and God's grace and His mercy. We don't like, so much like to think about and dwell on the possibility of demons and demonic forces and the, all of that, I'll just say. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to look at it. You shouldn't want to talk about it. You shouldn't want to look at it. You know what? You don't allow yourself. We're, we're in a, what is the date? October 29th. We're coming up on that just, that great day of the year. Halloween. All right, I'm not going to get on this much. But I want you to be careful that you don't just have a temporary quit towel that you just pull out of your pocket, a little white handkerchief that you throw out and say, I'm going to quit God today. And we're going to have all of the evil. All, we're just going to kind of just have, we're just going to have fun. It's just all in fun, right? Man, just, just in, in fun. Just, as, just tell me how this works out for you. Just go to your wife and just do something that just really rakes on her nerves. Just for fun. Yeah, just tell me how that works out for you. No, it's, you don't do that just for fun. We don't, we're not going to insult God by just saying, hey, we we're just going to delve into this just for one day. We're just going to have just a, I just want to get scared. I'm going to go to a movie and just watch a, a demonic, demon-possessed movie. And we're just going to go get in there. And I love the adrenaline. I just want to get some adrenaline going. I want to feel those chill bumps. 
And I just want to be so scared at the movies, you know. Be careful that you don't quit God for a day. We live for God every day. Every day. 1 Peter 5 and 8 in the NIV. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, not your neighbor's enemy. We read this. I've read this my whole life. Your enemy, your enemy, your enemy, your enemy. Oh, he's after you personally. He is after you personally. So we, we believe in all of the good. But we don't want to really sometimes believe in all of the bad and the demonic and things of this. We battle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, rulers of darkness. Does that sound like a person that you're going to see at the Sefco? No. Rulers of darkness, powers and principalities. No, that's demonic. That's the spirit realm. That's the spirit world. Whether you know it, whether you believe it, you don't have to believe something for it to be true. There's truth and there's not truth. Okay? So just know this. The devil is after you personally. Well, I don't feel like he's after me personally. I, I, everything's good and I believe everything's fine. And I believe that, yes, the devil does attack people and the devil attacks the church. And he's after certain ones. But I don't really believe he's after me personally. He's after you personally and it says it right here. Be alert and of sober mind. You're your enemy. This is not Joe's enemy. This is not Jason's enemy. This is Jeremy's enemy. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. As I read this scripture again for this message, I, I focus in on that word prowl. Prowl. Because we sometimes focus on the like a roaring lion, like it's going to be so, so obvious that we're under attack because a roaring lion, that's pretty easy for me to avoid and hear and get away from because I'm just a roar and it sends chills down your spine. You're out there walking in the woods and all of a sudden you hear a roar, you hear a growl or you hear a little crunch of a twig and you're like, okay, all right, I'm a little nervous now. But he says he prowls around, prowling. It's important that we realize that word proud and what it means. Ephesians 6 and 12, NIV, tells us our battle is against evil spiritual forces. At no time in my life, maybe some of you, you're older than me, you can say, yes, in my lifetime, I remember some other times when evil was made manifest and present and we saw it on Fox News, CNN, NBC, all of the news networks, but you know, and I know, you'd be living under a rock if you don't know what's going on right now. Israel is under attack. It's not a normal attack. If you don't know, I'm going to enlighten you on the type of attack that Israel has faced. And some of the, this is nothing but demonic. You cannot act in the way that some of the Hamas and Iranian and whoever else they've joined forces with Whatever label you want to put on them, you cannot react and do the things that they have done with not having an evil, nothing but evil force driving you, brainwashed from a child, that what you're doing is a great thing. You're going to be blessed for this. 
And when you kill this person, when you kill this race, when you kill God's people, oh, it, it's not my God, I serve Allah. That's what they'll say. And they give glory to Allah. And they say the Allah Akbars. And they chant that. And they chant that. But never in my lifetime have I seen evil so made so manifest as how we're seeing it today. And the reason I say that is because of some of the things that I've read and studied and seen online where they tell us exactly how they didn't just... Killing is bad enough. But it wasn't just... No, no, no. Mutilation... Burning, some they burned alive. They're, they're unable to get DNA evidence from some areas because of the bodies being melted together, joined together through fire, that they can't even get good DNA evidence to go back to the family members and say, we, obviously they're gone, but we cannot tell you if this is them. It could be, it might not be. This could be them. Evil is rampant in the world. Don't be lost over here in the United States of America and say, it can't happen here. Prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Prepare for the worst, pray and know that God's going to deliver us. Amen? We will face something one day. And we have got to be ready. So, I'm going to just preface this before they play this. I, I, I came across something that I, th I thought it was good for us to hear this. And it's only because all the children are downstairs. And uh, there's, there's, no, there's nothing, it's, it's all audio. And you're going to have to read quickly the subtext and the subtitles. And it will be on each, either side screen. And if you miss it and you want to watch it later on, you can go to Facebook and you can look up our sermon today and you can go back and watch what was said. But here's what I want you to key in on. I want you to key on, on the inflection of voice and I want you to key in on the... You, even though it's in a different language, you'll read what they're saying. Even though it's in a different language, what you're going to hear is you're going to hear in a different language excitement in the voice. And then you're going to hear some crying from a mother who is not crying because she's super sad that her son is in, in another country killing. She's sad. It's tears of joy. Oh, I'm so happy. You make me so proud, my son. Play it. It's about one minute.
Make no mistake. There is evil and demonic forces at work in this, in this world. And just because you feel safe, it's on the other side of the world, and it's several time zones away. It may be time zones away, but let me tell you what it really is. It's, it is in this time. We are living in the times of the Antichrist spirit. We are living in the times of the demonic forces and the devil roaming about, prowling about, seeking, seeking whom he devour, who can devour, whom he may devour. And, and it's not right now working as evident as it is in Israel with this blatant disdain and hate for God's people. It's working in the undercurrent. It's working in... In different ways. We have a young lady who sang up here today. Her name is Sarah Trawick. She is going to school right now. And she has called my wife for counseling. And an uplifting of her spirits. And for some hope. As she goes to college right now. And she's learning about being. What should be and always has been. Just a great profession. Of just teaching our youth. And being a school teacher. I want to educate our youth. But before you educate our youth, we're going to need you to sit in a classroom and we're going to need to tell you that all the letters of the alphabet, I'm not going to name them all, the little pronouns and things and the he, she, she, he, he, and the it's and the what, all that. You need to accept all of that. You can't discipline. You can't bring... Because what her natural response was, was, oh, but what about the Word of God? What about what God... You shut up. You hold, your, you hold your, your mouth shut because you can't even... That, this carries no weight and no push in the classroom anymore. It's on the money. It says, in God we trust, but it, there's really no trust in God. Man has said, I don't need God This world, our nation, many have turned away from God. Many are turning towards God. This place is full today. It's good that we are full today. But it will never be full enough. If we have two services where it's wall-to-wall people and it's packed out, we should never ever say, well, covenant church has arrived. The kingdom of God is alive and well in rust. Yes, it is. That would probably be about 1,000 people if we did two 500-member services. Do you think a thousand in a county of several, several thousands is enough? No, it's never enough. If we have 10,000 people in service on a Sunday and there's one person that drives down Highway 69 that has got an addiction, that's got a hurt, that's got a habit, that's got a marriage, the person is going to hell. We cannot rejoice and dance and praise God up on the big hill in Rusk and say, "Woo! hate your luck, buddy. Just keep on driving because we're doing good up here. We got a new building. We got a youth program. We're going to start a school real soon. Praise God for that. We got a men's home that's getting kicked off right now. We're, we're, oh, it's all good. It's great. But don't ever get complacent and say, well, we, we, did, we did it. Okay, that was prideful, what you just said. Get ready because it's coming the fall. No, we didn't do anything. God did this. 
And right now I say, God, in your precious name, we give everything to you. We give all glory to God. It's all your glory. It is your kingdom being manifest and made in this place and in this area. Lord, we ask that you would help us to do the work that you want us to do. Give us the strength, the fortitude, the stamina. Give us the words to say. Give us the right influence in this community to make a difference in everyone to your coming in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody say amen. Church, we are the army of God, and it is time for us to assemble. It is time to assemble. Time for us to carry our assembling together to a further, higher level. And not just to assemble, because we can assemble. There are people all over this community right now who assemble together on a Sunday morning. They assembled over there on that street, over there on that street, over there in that little old town, over there at that church and that church, and they all assembled together. But there is a difference between assembling and mobilizing. It is time, I am, I am imploring us as a church to mobilize. Everybody say mobilize. Listen, it is so much there's difference when we mobilize and we are ready for action we are ready to go to work we immediately have a different stance we don't just show up you don't show up you don't assemble as troops in front of the battle carrier in front of the tank not ready to go to war when you walk out of these doors today one thing I need you to carry with you is a testimony of what God has done for you and you say, well, I don't know the Word of God like you, Pastor. I don't know it like some of the leaders and all of the help night and all the classes. I'm not a teacher. I can't. I can't. Quit saying I can't. Quit saying there's, there's, there's roadblock blocks in your way. There's no problems. There's just opportunities for solutions. No problems. You saying I can't, that's not a problem. That's an opportunity for a solution to get around that problem. I can't. I can't. Yes, you can. We have these out in the foyer, and we, I know we push them a lot. And this is simply you handing it to someone else and saying, God changed my life. God changed my life. I need you to come and check out something that's greater than me. I can't teach you like you want to, need to be teached. I can't pray with you like you need to be prayed with. Maybe you can. But if there's any can't in you, you need to fill in the can't with God. Whatever you say I can't, just say, listen, I may not can but God can. I may not can do this, but God can. I may not can do this, but God can. He is ready to meet someone's need. I'm telling you, I think about a, a beautiful couple that is here today, and they've been coming for a, a, quite a while, and their marriage was on the rocks. Their kids were not behaving. The, it, the, the family was kind of in disarray and falling apart, and we met them in a Walmart parking lot. And there was a comment of like, from the the wife to my wife that said, uh, we were walking in front of them, I think, and they said, hey, I like your hair. And she said, well, thank you so much. And later on, they made a comment to us as, as they became members of the church and we got to know them a little bit better. They said, you know, one thing that kind of struck us was how, you know, Brian was very well dressed that day and we got out of a pretty nice vehicle and they said, you, you had a look that you could have been kind of snobby and you could have been like, oh, thanks. But it's not in God. When you have the Spirit of God indwelling in you, there is a love, there is a genuine love that I don't care if you've been running a chainsaw all day long and you smell like gas and oil and you stink. 
and you say, hey, man, I, I, you pastor Covenant Church? Yeah, man, I do. How you doing, man? What's up, man? Hug me, man. How you doing, man? Whoa, whoa, oh, hug, what? Yeah, man, I hug people. Man, if you don't mind, man, my family needs, we need some prayer. We need some, you're talking to the right person. You, let, me, let me point you to the right person now. You're surrounded by people. We've been there. We know what it was like, and we love God, and we're ready for him to make a change in somebody else. Amen, amen. It's time to mobilize. Our enemy is, as, I just, as we read earlier, our enemy is described as a prowler operating in darkness. And he operates in darkness, and he does not really, if, we, if we're true and we're honest, he really doesn't want to fight us because he does know that the name of Jesus is mighty and powerful. And he does know, he can pretend like he doesn't, but he knows that he's going to be cast into an everlasting pit of fire and bound in chains. He knows that. He knows that the name of Jesus, the spoken word of God, he knows that you have the power to inv invoke something that can shut him down and shut him up. So he really doesn't want to fight you for your territory and your ground. He would really like to just come in and occupy it. That's what the devil and the enemy would most like to do. Let me just move in and just occupy your territory. Will you say to yourself, how can the devil move in and occupy God's territory. How, how can he occupy God's territory? Well, let me tell you, this is where we mess up and we say, well, it's God's territory. It's God's territory. But is it really God's territory? Is God living in you? Have you made him the king and lord of your life to where he, it is his territory. Your spirit, your soul, your inner man. It is his territory because you have given him everything of you. You have given yourself away to him. We sing that song, I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. So you can use me. But if you don't give yourself away, your territory is open for invasion. You're open for an invasion. You're open for the enemy to come in and not really even have to fight you. He can come in and occupy. How can he just come in and place me in bondage? The way that he does it is because there's no presence. There's no presence of God. And where the presence of God is, that is light. That is light. And where there is no light, the enemy can come in and he works in darkness. The enemy operates in darkness. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We need his presence and we need his light. Anytime that we are helping a marriage or we're having to counsel someone, the situation immediately becomes better and starts to get better when truth is spoken, when light is shed on something, when a man says, I'm tired of lying, I'm tired of operating in darkness, I'm ready to come clean. Or the wife says the same thing and she says, I'm tired of lying, I'm, I'm ready to come clean. Let's just get it all on the table. Let's just have one of those... Bleh. And I use that term in marital counseling. I said, you know what? We can sit here, for, we can counsel you for weeks, but until you puke it all out, and let's, I'm talking about from the shoelaces. One of those, 
you're through and you and the next day you're like, man, alive, what an ab workout. I don't even have to work out anymore. I can just go throw up all night long. <laughs> I'm sore. You need to have one of those moments, and I'll tell them, you need to just have, you need to get it all out. We cannot, God cannot repair and build back what you're not al allowing to be broken and tore down and rebuilt. Lord, I need you in my life. I need you in my marriage. I need you in my, my situation in life. Whatever your situation is today, you're, you're, you pray that prayer, Lord, just make it better. Just make it better. He's like, all right, I'm, I'm willing. I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. Now you break it all down, tear it all up, kick it all off to the side, smooth out the ground, get your broom, dust it all off to the side. Let's get down to a clean slate, a clean slab, and right off at the very beginning, let's build a firm foundation with me at the base, building on, get your feet on the rock. Hallelujah. Let's just take a praise break for that. It's time to shed some light on the subject. I want them to play just a video. I thought of this. We're talking about warfare. We're talking about battles. And this was something that came up. And I thought about this. This is just a uh, quick video of some illumination flares. As This is the military as they are firing up in the air illumination rounds. And even in the darkest night with no moonlight, what we're seeing here is infrared technology where we can see what's going on. And this may be, you can see it there, but this field is lit up. And they can be in a, a battle situation and they can light up the darkest night with these illumination rounds. But I'm going to tell you what, it's very, very important. Yeah, y'all can, uh, can fade that out. I just wanted to make a quick point of how even on the darkest night, when you feel like there's no way, the enemy is invading. There was another little movie clip that I thought of and I, I started to play it but I mean it just went immediately into some massive machine gun fire and noise I'm like there's no way we can play that in church because everybody's going to be just blown away and it's going to be too loud but I will explain that situation men in battle stuck in an area marooned by everybody else there's no hope nobody's coming they got to stay there all night long they are on their own they are on their dead end road they're on that road where there's no help. There's no hope. I talked about that today at the beginning, and you've been there, and maybe some of you are there today, and it's dark, and you feel like, I can't even make it another day. They're in the grass. They've got their weapons. And one soldier says to the other, he says, I smell them. He said, I'm telling you, the enemy is close. He says, no, they're not. I don't hear anything. He said, yes. He said, I can smell them. And so he gets on the radio, bop, 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 calling out numbers, calling out numbers. This coordinate, this coordinate, I need illumination. I need illumination. Somebody here today, you need to be calling in some coordinates. You need to be saying, Lord, I am at Covenant Church. I'm on the fifth pew on the left-hand wing, four from the right, and this is my coordinates. And Lord, I need you to shed some light on me. And I'm telling you, you are surrounded by people that will be there to lift you up. 
hold you up. Be there on a Tuesday night. Be there on a Wednesday night. Be there on a phone call on a Thursday night at 2 a.m. There are people, we can assign people and, and plug you in with people that will be there with you in the battle. In the battle. It's a battle. It is a battle. But I'm going to tell you what. It is a battle that absolutely can be won. Can I get an amen? Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> They're in the grass and he says, I smell them. And he calls in the coordinates and then boom, 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 boom. And the, it just lights up the whole field. And there they are. There's the enemy. They're about 20 yards away from them. And it is just... If you've been to church your first time was last Sunday and now this is your second time, you're going to think, is every service have a military theme to it? What is up with this dude? Did you serve in Iraq? No, I didn't. And I don't know why God led me to do another sermon that had a military theme to it. God makes the sermon. <laughs> God brings the, brings the word and we deliver the word. But I like what you said, Tim. We're at war. Simple. We're at war. I don't like to have war an enemy on my doorstep and not be thinking about it like, oh, I'm sure we'll be, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. My kids don't know how to pray. My kids, if you ask them where their Bible is, they don't know. I don't know where their Bible is. I don't know where my Bible's at. But we go to church, and you know what? We're going to be okay. God knows I love Him. I'm a Christian. I love God. He loves me. And some people don't even say God. They don't even say the name of Jesus. They call Him the big man upstairs. They, just, they don't even go that far. The big man upstairs, He knows I love Him. You know He's got a name, right? I'm telling you, don't get complacent. Don't get in recliner religion. Recliner religion, just laid back, coasting. Hey, we're good. We're good. You don't have to tell me anything, Pastor. We're good. You know how I know we're good? We're blessed. Look at me. Look at my financial situation. I am so blessed. I'm making more money than I've ever made in my life. Oh, okay. So we're going to base everything off that. But your marriage is... <laughs> your kids... <laughs> we're good. We're good. He, he, he has called us to have life and have it more abundantly. Amen? Amen? Men, you don't need to be married. You need to be in love married. Amen. Women, you don't need to be just married. You don't need to be married singles. You need to be in love, on fire for each other, excited about a Friday night date, not looking at it like, oh, good, oh, man. I know he's going to ask me out. I got to go. I'm his wife. I have to go. And I know what he's going to do. He's going to take me to, oh, I hate that restaurant. And it's my birthday. I'm going to have to jump on the saddle. If you don't, let me just explain that. Let me just clarify that for a second. Roadhouse Steakhouse, if you go there for your birthday, you got to jump on a saddle and you got to go, yee-haw, and they're going to sing. And I know he's going to take me there for my birthday. I hate getting on that saddle. He does it every year. He orders, and he, he's going to eat way too many of those rolls that are butter, honey butter, and it's just, it's supposed to be a fun night, but I don't really love him. And you know what? Back to serious. Listen, you need to be in love with your spouse. It's okay if you're not. It's okay. I, I, we've been there. It can get better. 
It will get better in the name of Jesus. You got, but you got here. Here's what you got to do. You got to give him everything. You got to have that. Just, I'm going, baby. I know this is. I, baby, I know this is going to. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. But to get good, sometimes it's got to get worse for a second. A soldier drills to be prepared. What they were doing right there, that was not a, an actual scenario where they were actually in, in a live situation. That was a drill. Are you proficient in putting on the armor of God? So this right here is just going to be kind of a simulation and just an example of the armor of God. Okay? Are you proficient in knowing how to... If it's been a while, and can you even fit in the armor of God... And so, you have to ask yourself, am I, can you put the armor of God on quickly and fast? And can you move and get, where is your armor? You know, when the battle hits, when the need arises for something to fire back at the enemy, you don't have time to run and go find the dusty Bible on the shelf. To, first of all, it needs to be in your heart. You need to be able to speak the word of God. You need to be able to speak the name of Jesus and call out his promises and his direction for your life without even having to have it in your hand. But if you need the word of God, if you, it doesn't need to be like, oh, where's my pastor? Where's my pastor? Like this is, this is the, this is, oh, I've got a weapon somewhere. Well, I can't reach it. I'm not near it. You need to be, it needs to be, if you're taking a break, it better be take a break right here where you're right here. Right here. One thing. This is supposed to be part of it. Somebody see what, what color you see right there? Orange. What's that mean? It's clear. It's empty. I just want, I, okay, I just, I needed that for a point, but I wanted y'all to see that. You'd be surprised of how many only know of God. Professing, but not proficient. You can put on the gear. You can have the weapons. But I'm going to tell you what. If you have an empty magazine, you know of God, and you've got the most powerful name in all of heaven and earth, the name of Jesus. I'm, this is going to be the most powerful name. This right here can subdue the enemy and push the enemy back with suppressing fire where the enemy says, I don't know what in the world is going on in that house. I don't even, whose idea was it to raid this house? Because we come down the street and before we even got down the street, we're getting bombarded. We're getting lots of lead slung at us. I will tell you what. I don't care who hears it. If you come down on 120 Birmingham Forest Drive, all of my sons are able to grab one of these quickly. And there is plenty of these. And we ain't got to take the time to load them up. There's a message in that. It's ready to go. Ready to go. So you have, yes, come to the church. <laughs> Just come on to the church. We'll be right here. We'll gather up right here at the compound. <laughs> I want to say this right here. I want you to think of this right here as the name of Jesus. 
I want you to think of this right here as your relationship with God. And I want you to look at how this is empty. I can't, this is, this is not going to work. Because what happens, this is the plan. We are to be married to Him. We are the bride of Christ. And when you marry these two together, you better have a relationship with God. You better have something in your spirit. You can't call, now I need to call on the name of Jesus. I need to cock it, get it ready to fire. I need to be able to call on the name, Jesus help me. Jesus help me. He's like, what, what are you going to give me to work with? What are you giving me to work with? There ain't nothing in your life that I can work with. I can't bless the fruit of your lips. I can't do anything with you. You don't pray to me. You don't seek my face. You, you claim to know me, but you don't know me. And since we don't know each other, and if you've been around Covenant Church, you know what I mean when I say no. When you know somebody, you know, oh, hey, when you know them, you know them. I'm talking about you know them, know them. I'm talking about your spouse, you know them. It's intimate. And he says, you claim to know me, but you don't really know me. You are an empty vessel. I can't do anything with you. So yeah, you want to come to me, you want to be married to me, but I, you don't give me anything to work with. It is time that we seek more of God. I'm going to tell you what, I'm not going to do it, but that one right there, it's ready to go. I'm going to tell you what, if that ain't enough, there's another one. There's another one. There's one over here. I'm telling you, I am telling you, church, you need to be fully full of the Word of God, His, His might and His power loaded up, ready to go. You don't know when the enemy is coming. You don't know when somebody's going to make a phone call, when there's going to be something that is spoken over your family or something's going to happen and you need to be loaded up ready to go in our men's retreat Jack Johnson was teaching us and he began to give us scripture after scripture after scripture and when he got through I, was, I counted them and I looked at it I was like one, two, three and it was 30 of them I said Jack you just gave us a 30 round clip baby All right, I got to move along. I'm so sorry. I took more time than I needed to today. All right, so what can we do? We need tactics. Four things, I promise you, it's not going to be 10 minutes apiece for four things. I'm going to go through four things in about three or four minutes. Number one, this, okay, so let me just tell you what it is first. The military uses something called the four F's of combat. Find, fix, flank, and finish. Praise and worship team, y'all can come on up here. If there's anybody in here that can play an instrument, maybe not should re rephrase that. Anybody that can just play an instrument. <laughs> Somebody going to come up from the, from the pew and say, Pastor, I, Pastor, I brought my kazoo for you. I got my kazoo and my tambourine. <laughs> okay. Let me repeat that. Somebody said they wanted to hear that again. The military uses something called the four F's. F as in Frank. of The four F's of combat. Find Fix, flank, finish. Number one, I want to speak on it just for a second. Find. This is scouting out the exact position of the enemy. You can't fight the enemy if you don't know where the enemy's at. You need to know what your enemy is. 
You need to speak directly. Some of us need to go through deliverance prayer and have a deliverance prayer meeting where we speak and pray specifically and exactly to the problem that has plagued us since we were 12, 13 years old, men. Since we were 12, 13 years old, women. It's been in my life. It's been in my family's life. It's been my mom, my dad, my granddaddy, my grandpappy, all them great, great, greats. There's, there's a whole lineage and line of family curses. And if you don't know about that, ask somebody. We'll tell you real quick. It's a real deal I'm going to tell you what though there's a, there's a blessing that comes there's a blessing that comes when you give him everything when you finally give him your whole heart I promise you God can change a, a cursing to a blessing and it can say this everybody say this it ends with me it ends say it with some force now it ends with me your kids downstairs they don't have to face it your offspring they don't have to face what you've had to face number one find It is time for someone to go to God in prayer and say, God, I need help. I need deliverance from. Number two, fix. This is this in the military. Using heavy fire to pin down the enemy. Heavy fire. I'm talking about the kind of fire where you pop the first one in it and it's just... There's something that happens in the military called leapfrogging and you got your buddy with you. Here, around here it's called Tuesday night help nights and you, you, you're you new you're like man I'm a single man I'm, I, I'm a single woman I don't really have anybody I don't really know anybody I don't really want to come on a Tuesday night because I don't really I'm a little afraid honestly new people new crowd a lot of people I don't really want to eat and drink next to somebody I don't know I'm a little shy get over that come on get over that because you need somebody to be able to leap, leapfrog with. And the way that happens in the military is one of them is, is just firing, 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 firing. And he continues to fire. He continues to pray with you. She continues to pray with you. She continues to lift you up. She continues to be by your side, to text you, to hold you up, to hold you accountable. As you, as you then leapfrog and you move forward, they're steadily firing, steadily firing. And then you get up a little closer to the enemy. And the enemy is all this time is just moving back and moving back. And then you start firing. I'm getting low on amble. That's okay. I've been prepared. I've been praying. I've been fasting. I've been seeking after the word of God. I've been seeking his face. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reach over here, grab another clip. I'm going to pop that in there. Ta, ta, ta. Come on up. Come on up. Ta, 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 ta. They get up a little closer. They get a little closer to the enemy. And we're not going to be afraid of the enemy. This is what we don't. It's hard to shoot and aim and fire forward when we're running backwards. So some of you today, you walked in this church, you're like, well, I'll tell you what, the enemy's all over me, been all over me. The devil's been fighting me. That's okay. You are, you are a fighting force. Everybody stand with me. We are fighting force. This is an army of God. This is an army of God. So just look at somebody around you and say, hey, I didn't know you were a fighter. Look at that, la- look at that little 110-pound lady over there. Find somebody. There's somebody in here that's 190 of business pounds. Look at this one right here. I, I didn't know she was a fighter. I just thought that Tommy was the only one here who could wrestle and grapple and, and fight. Yeah, in the physical, yeah. But in the spirit realm, men, you don't even know what you got. You got a fighter with you. So there's people here. And the warriors that are in here in the spirit realm, you don't see them in the spirit realm. But I tell you what, when they lay their hands on you and they begin to pray with you and they say, Father, in the name of Jesus, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and just the way they pray, you're like, woo! 
That person can pray. That person is loaded up. That person, I'm ready to pair up with them. I'm ready to get involved. I'm one of, I just, I wish. No, I'm not gonna say that one. I'm not gonna. I don't wish devil nothing. Devil, you can go back to hell. But if, but if he is in your territory, if he is invading in your space, if he is, I got a guy right there. I got a, I got a woman right there. I got another guy over there. And we can work together. Unloading on the devil. It's time to concentrate our efforts together. This thing has optics. It has sights. It has everything. We don't just spray it at random. Find and locate your target. Know what your problem is and then just hammer it. I mean hammer the devil. Do you know why the SEAL teams are so successful? When they show up, they have vests like this that are loaded down with ammo and it's an overwhelming it's called swarming fire swarming fire and if you don't know what a swarm is go out in the hay meadow and go run your tractor back and forth you're gonna find a beehive down on the ground and you're gonna anybody any farmers in here anybody been in that you say yep i remember a time when i was 12 years old running my granddaddy's tractor and the bees swarmed me swarming fire causes you to do this I know I look silly, but this is exactly how the this is how we are called to make the devil feel. When he's like, I'm coming against the driver household. I'm gonna come against the Traywick household. Watch me work. Watch me. Here I go, going over there to Dyeville to the Traywick house. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, God, oh, oh, oh. Why? Because he is locked and loaded full of the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, and with fire, the Holy... Woo! I like that. The Holy Ghost in fire. The Holy Ghost in fire. And it's keeping me alive. Hallelujah. Number three, flank. Simply put, it's getting around the enemy. While he's down, move. You're in a bad spot? Throw that cover and fire down. Throw out the Word of God. Bombard him. Show up on a Tuesday night. Show up on a Wednesday night. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep drilling. Keep drilling. Keep drilling this home. Just drill it home. Just, 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 oh. I don't know everything I'm reading, but I just need more of this. I got to have more of this. Who said drilling was fun? Drilling stinks. The, bar, the guys in the, in the Army and the Marines, they want to fight. They want the real fight. They don't want to shoot blanks. They want to shoot real lead, real bullets. I know practice sometimes is not fun. I know drilling is not fun, but you got to be ready to go. Number four, and I'm finished with this, which it's actually called this. Finish. Finish. Which means kill the enemy. Don't wound the enemy. You don't want the enemy coming back seven times stronger because you weren't ready and willing to kill him. So when you knock him down, move. And then while you're going by him, go over there and give him a couple of tap taps to the old noggin. If y'all don't know, tap tap. We ain't talking about walking up to the devil and saying, hey buddy, I'm sorry, I hate your luck that uh, 
that you thought you were going to take me and my family and my marriage down. And we're not, this, so my wife, she might not know what that means. You don't go up to the devil and go, tap, tap, hate your luck. Lord bless you. No. Tap, tap is this. You walk by and all of a sudden it's tap, tap. So as you go past your devil, your enemy, don't forget to give him a couple of little love taps. Come on. Come on. Don't just knock the giant down. It's time to kill the giant. Look at somebody say, time to kill the giant. It's time to kill the giant. Keep saying it. It's time to kill the giant. It's time to kill the giant. Let us pray. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open these altars up. And if it's your first time here at Covenant Church, if you're part of the, the prayer team, if you would, Wes and some of your prayer team, if y'all would come make your way down here on either side. If you're part of the prayer team and you're going to help any of our ministers, if you're here in, in here today and you're willing to pray with somebody, just come to the left side, the right side. We're going to leave the middle open for something else. But if you'll come down here, ministers, make your way down here. I need somebody over here. Come on, come on. Be ready to work. Be ready to work. We're soldiers. We're soldiers in an army. So if it's your first time here at Covenant Church, we're going to make an opportunity. If you need to give your heart to the Lord for the first time, you're like, I don't know anything. I have, I, I have zero knowledge of God. These people right here are going to be able to help you and walk you through what you need to be. The, the steps, the steps. That's what that's for. If you need prayer for anything other than that, I want you to make your way to the middle after I pray. But what we're going to do, I'm going to pray a prayer over you. We love you. You are my family, and I'm telling you what, in the physical, in spiritual as well, but in the physical, if it ever comes to this, you are welcome to come to my house, and I will fight with you. You are my family. We will fight the physical, and we will more and more and more fight the spiritual. We will conquer. We will win. Everybody say, we will conquer. We will win. If you don't know it, it's, it's in the end of the book. Heads up. He wins. He, he wins. So since he wins, what am I going to do? I want to marry myself to him. And we are, we are going to win in the name of Jesus. So after I pray... The altars are open. You make your way up here at that time. If you need to leave, God bless you. Don't forget, we have a, a luncheon downstairs for anybody new. If you've never been, go downstairs. Please bring your children, bring your grandmom, bring your mom and them. Okay, you know how it is. We love you guys very much. So these altars are open, but let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your mighty presence. We thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that your spirit is real. It is not a make-believe thing. And we thank you, God, that you empower us. You strengthen us. And you are going to raise us up to newness of life. So in the name of Jesus, as these altars are open, if someone is feeling the tug on their heart, if they are feeling your presence, Lord, I pray right now that they would allow themselves to be released to you, to open up to you, and to come to someone down here at this altar in this area and say, I need a touch of God. I need a touch of God. So, Father, as they come up here, I pray that you would just fill them with your spirit. Fill them with your love. Let them feel a new thing in their life operate in operation. And everybody join me and say, in Jesus' name.
In Jesus' name, these altars are open. They're going to sing. And if you need prayer for anything other than what I mentioned, just find your way down here to the middle. And if there's somebody that's open to pray with, pray with them. In the name of Jesus.